Surrendering to taking no thought. Yielded to taking no thought. Alert regarding taking no thought. Renewed regarding taking no thought. Restored regarding taking no thought. Worship regarding taking no thought. Praising regarding taking no thought. Giving thanks regarding taking no thought. The knowledge of God regarding taking no thought. Knowing God. And knowing how God moves, knowing how God thinks, because we move and think like our God by taking no thought. Using our faith regarding taking no thought. Dismissing and dismantling any illegitimate authority by taking no thought. Walking in the earth, but not a part of the society we're going to come alongside with that reality by taking no thought. And have it in our heart, and have it in our mind, and have it in our spirit, and have it in our soul to never consider to take a thought. Take no thought for our own lives. Take no thought for any life. Make a request made known by taking no thought. Know when we go to God, knowing that God is who we say he is by taking no thought. When we go to God and we only believe that he is God and when it comes to us asking him to do anything and we know that he already done everything. So what do we say then? What is the conversation like to a God who has already completed everything that you and I had not even yet seen, yet heard? or enter into our hearts when he prepared for us who love him. What kind of conversation is that by taking no thought? So what can I, what can you be asking him to do? The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. He used the word want instead of needs because if you don't have a need, you shouldn't even have a want. And if I put the word want and say you don't have because you shall not want, that eliminate ever having a need because a need is more important to take care and handle than a want. See, I can want to eat, but do I need to eat? I may want to drink, but do I need to drink? And I don't have a want, nor do I have a need. Taking no thought means get out of his way. It means to stay tuned. No man can take your life. 
Nothing can take your life. Because you and I refuse to lay our lives down. So having a blood bought right as a citizen in the kingdom of God, in the image and likeness of our God, there's nothing that can supersede what we said that's going to take place because it can't because we have what we say and not what anything say over us. By taking no thought. Many of us hear news and here was set up to happen regarding weather. Here comes a volcano. Here comes a hurricane. Here comes a blizzard. Here comes shock attacks. Here comes poverty. Here comes no democracy. Here comes shootouts. Here comes more violence. Here comes more hunger. Here comes more debt. Here comes more loss. Here comes more illnesses. Here comes more. More destruction. Here it comes, world. Prepare for it. Prepare to be scared. Prepare to panic. Prepare to be in your homes and never leave your homes. Prepare not to even be on the road for you may crash due to people driving recklessly. Prepare to get on a plane and it might crash. It's a chance that you might make and you might not. Prepare to go to amusement park and a ride could be dysfunctioning and you may think you go over a loop but you go off of the ride because the tracks have disconnected so you have fell off the ride. Prepare to be upside down for three hours. Prepare for someone to take your child without you watching the grocery store. Prepare for being robbed. Being carjacked. Prepare for a collision. Prepare for a sudden fire due to someone falling asleep. Prepare to die just in case it comes around you. Prepare. I see on the radar, here comes a hurricane. Here comes a snowstorm. Here comes a volcano. Here come the stars are falling down from the galaxy. Here comes a planet out of position. Here comes oceanic creatures and wild beasts attacking humans who have authority and dominion over every living thing. But prepare to be overtaken. And many of us prepare Prepare to be in debt. Prepare to lose your job. Prepare to lose your home. Prepare to lose your spouse. Prepare to lose your life. Prepare to lose your limbs. Prepare to lose your mind. Prepare to lose your family. Prepare to lose your money. Prepare to lose your peace. Prepare to lose your praise. Prepare to lose you. And all God is looking for, anybody, is there anybody that who can say, who can say, 
I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse to lay down my life. I refuse. I won't be in no car accident and lay down my life to it. I refuse. There won't be no plane crash. I refuse. There won't be no loss at sea due to no boat incident. I refuse. There won't be no oceanic attacks, no wild animal, no wild beast attacks regarding me. I refuse. It wouldn't be no fire and I'm being burned and I leave this earth the way that way it was set up for me that is not even set up in regarding God's plan and will for me. I refuse to go alongside with Satan's plan because Satan also has a plan. Satan also has things set up that we never seen and never heard or never entered to our heart because he hates us. But God's word is always contrary to Satan's word. God say, I know the thoughts and plans I have concerning you, but you don't have no idea what your eyes have never seen, ears have never heard, nor entered to your heart what I have prepared for you who love me. And there goes Satan, what I have prepared for you who I hate. You have no idea what I got coming up my sleeve because I hate you. You have no idea what I'm about to have you to want to admit because I want you out of here. But I refuse. My praise say I refuse. My giving of thanks say I refuse. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. I had to really settle with this today. My life is really in his hands because my life is nowhere else. Neither are yours. I refuse to lay my life down. I refuse to accept any negative news. I refuse to accept any doctor's report. I refuse because here's my praise report. I refuse to say that Christ got up and I refuse to lay my life down due to what he got up about. I refuse to allow anyone to say anything to me as if they're higher than the one who given his life for me. I refuse to worry. I refuse to give my thoughts unto this world to cause me to lose my mind. I refuse to accept what anyone can say that God never said. I refuse to live a way that God never written down for me to live. I refuse to look to the left and right when my help come from the Lord and I look upon the hills. I refuse to take communion unworthily. I refuse to admit that something is wrong when I know that I've been made right. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. And that's why I'm still here because you and I both declare that we will not quit. We will not faint. We will not cave in. We will not waver and we will not grow weary and well doing. We see us being more determined because we see us fulfilling our purpose and our mission of being here. But while we on the mission, we have to keep making a decision to keep God first by taking no thought for our own lives. I refuse to allow a job to know that a job, to know that a pension takes care of me more than God who provided that job for me in the first place. I refuse to look like the least and consider to be the least when it's actually the greater. I refuse to not look at God and not know that God is God. I refuse. I refuse. 
I refuse. I refuse. You better take up that faith and you better walk. You better take up that praise and you better walk. You better take up giving thanks and you better walk. You better take up your life as a worshiper and you better walk. You got to get out that car sometimes and give God praise because your praise going to set somebody else free at that traffic light. They may think that they have the right of way. The whole time is God having his right away in their lives. I'm telling you, I refuse. I refuse to think about what I want for me when I don't even know what's best for me, when God already written down a plan and a thought he have concerning me. I refuse to allow anything to try to rob me of my good news. I refuse to allow my body to try to tell me what my spirit man already know. I refuse to come alongside with anything else. I refuse to be distracted regarding anything or anyone else. I refuse. I refuse. Do you hear what's going on in the world? Do you hear what's going on in the kingdom? I refuse. Moko. 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 I refuse to hide anything from people when I cannot hide anything from God. I refuse. <laughs> to live lukewarm it's either hot or cold and I'm burning for Christ and nothing can put my fire out I refuse I refuse I refuse we don't have to go looking God say I withdraw so we have to be aware of our conversation as a believer we're not out here to search. Out here to search can take it as if we are assuming. We have clarification and God receiving glorification. You understand? As we continue to receive edification, things are becoming more clearly exposed without even having to look. It's actually magnetic unto us. It's a part of us. We don't have to look for what's already in us. Just have to discover that. And whatever we give God access to, and I pray you give God access to all of you as I give him access to all of me. Because we cannot allow society, the seasons, the months, the days, the holidays to allow it to put it, the attention on us and make it all about us and forgetting about those who are around us and we keep hearing negative news and yet we're curious of his good news. It doesn't make any sense. Let me tell you like this. There are over one million of us who say we believe in God all around this world. I don't care what planet, what, I mean it's not planet, but what nation it is. You understand? 
There are over one million who believe that Jesus is Lord and confessed it and made him the Lord over their lives. Whether we've been challenged with our walk or not, but still made that confession and believe and receive the baptism of Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And knowing God is who he say he is. It doesn't matter if it's Christian, baptism, apostolic, seven-day adventure, seven-day holiness. It doesn't matter. The thing is, we all coming on one accord to believe in our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And trust me, it's going to come together as it's coming together as one. And it's going to stay as one. And it's not going anywhere. Do you understand me? There's no way I can say God is my provider and I'm thinking about how I'm going to get paid. I cannot, I will not. And God had to take things away from me for me to get this way today. Because all it's going to take is for me and you to have him. Now, whatever he do unto you, whatever he provide, how he provide for you, just never have the thought that those things take care of you. You got to know, you got to know, you got to know. You got to know that all the glory, all the honor, all the praise belong to him. We say it every day, but are we really living it? We say it every day, but are we really feeling it? We say it every day, but are we really hearing it? We say it every day, but are we really living it? Are we really living it? Are we really living? Are we 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 living? You understand? It's over one million of us who believe that Jesus is Lord. Let me tell you like this. One could chase away a thousand demons. Two, ten thousand. Now you can imagine how many angels are with one million people. You understand me? We could take this whole planet right now. You understand? You understand? It's like fire. Shut up. In my bones, and I'm for real. Shut up. In my bones. You understand? You understand? You understand? Take no thought. I thought I was going to be a private investigator. I thought I was going to go to Delaware State or New York State. I thought I was going to live in the suburbs and in a specific area and live this way and do it that way. And I really thought, and when I said, God, yes, God said, no, that's not my yes. That's not my plan. That's Satan's plan for you. I have marriage for you and Satan has marriage for you. I have homes for you. He has homes for you. I have connections for you. He has connections for you. I have a mindset for you. He has a mindset for you. I have ways for you to feel. He has ways for you to feel. He has words for you to say. I have words for you to say. I have wealth for you. He has resources that dress up wealth for you. Because anytime, anytime you think about you, you're dismissing me to do. Because I said, take no thought. So why are you thinking about you, about your child or your children? Why are we thinking about our jobs? 
our homes. Can't nobody take your life. It doesn't matter if it be gone. Let it be aware and known by you being aware and let it be known if it's not there anymore because there's something greater right here for you. Because we cannot look at things happening as if God didn't want it to and it just happened because something that we did that we shouldn't have done. No, it's because we are doing what we need to exactly do and that is to continue to serve our God and know that God is God and we don't have to lean not to our own understanding but leaning not, it causes us to have our paths directed by him. So listen to these words right now. It takes faith to produce results. It takes my believing, your believing in order to receive. It takes my confession to receive God's plan. It takes my yes to have it to manifest. It takes endurance to see it through. It takes my praise to enter to its courts. And enter to its course, it's ram upon ram. So my praise brings forth glory. And my giving of thanks, I enter into a higher set of gates. New rounds, new glory, new lines, precept upon precept. No man can take my life because my life is not mine. My life is God's. And it belongs to him. And if my life is with him, and I'm living that way how he had me to live. I'll be taking no thought as if anything can happen to me at any time negatively as if my God is not in control regarding me. You understand? Many of us are halfway by being lukewarm. And I had no idea. I'm like, you know what? And I'm going to be honest. Being called to preach can be very frustrating because everything else, it comes with, you understand, a service connected to it for people to actually pay for what they receive. And we don't live off a pension, but that pension pays bills. That pension pays, you understand, for things. But God will take your attention, my attention off of even that way of thinking. Because either we say God is providing us this way. He providing people to sow when I release my gift in this way. When I release my menu this way. When I release my recipes this way. When I release the logos I'm up this way. When I release the hairstyles this way. When I release the nails and all the things that we do to receive a pension this way. When I wash cars and receive a pension that way. When I create cars and paint cars and fix cars and make a pension that way. When I act and movies and acting plays get a pension that way when I sing songs or do raps or do things unto the Lord still have a pension that way when I create things and be crafty create a pension for me that way when you can even have your own child care or have your own whatever kind of building you can do anything right now in that way to receive services provided unto you because you're providing services unto them in that way and unto the glory of God but when you're called to preach there is nothing else God wants you to do but that and no one pays for that 
because it's a word giving. Now, when people sow, they sow, but they're not obligated as if they go to my restaurant and have to pay for the food you just ate. No, we're not washing no dishes because now we have dishwashers. Where is your money for your food? And some take it beforehand. Now, you may let a person go. Now, I'm not saying that, not to do that. What I'm saying is there is a price for what you purchase. But when it comes to preaching, the price has already been purchased, and that's Christ. So it's like you took me off my job, and guess what? You didn't just do that. You took bills away from me, and now bills came back, and he still take care of them for me more than I can ask or even think. But at the same time, my lifestyle is totally different. He's showing me how to take my mind off of me and have it more on my assignment regarding you. To live a life where you can get up and go and do whatever you want, when you want, how you want. And then all of a sudden, I'm taking these things away because I want you to take no thought in these things. I want the souls to be at the forefront of your mind and not what you can do. And thank me for blessing you to have these things to do what you want to do. I want you to want to do souls. I want your heart to be filled with souls. I want what's on your mind to be souls. I want how you feel about a vacation. Let it be how you feel about souls. I want all of your being regarding souls. You call to preach. And I'm going to tell you guys, not easy. I was like, Father, that's not even a job. No, it's not a job. Whoever said it was. I had to stir myself up because my life was already written down, but it wasn't God's plan. It was Satan's plan, and his plan did very well. But it wasn't God's will, which was a major distraction. You ever had such a hunger to know that you should be further off than where you currently are? And you have to stir yourself up to say that you're not a failure, but you're doing this because you are upon a firm foundation. And then repent to God for even having that thought in your mind or your heart when you're surrendered and your life is actually better than it ever been before. He just took your focus and my focus off of what we need not to focus on, but to keep it on him. By keeping it on you, regarding him. Because God showed me what the importance really is about. It's not me trying to make a permanent place here. Building up permanent space here. When there are eternal beings that need to know who he is. Because if they don't receive God, then how can he have his covering of protection over them? It only comes with him. It doesn't come without him. That's why I can go down the street and no bullet would touch me, but it may touch somebody who don't even walk with God because they don't have no covering. And that's why a lot of people going home now for no covering. Have to be covered. My prayers can cover you, but you're not walking with God to remain covered.
when fully equipped, excuse me, with the covering. If we're not aware, the world will have us to try to lay our lives down to depression, lay our lives down to thinking we're going out of our mind, feeling irritated around certain people. Some of us surrounded by people who irk our nerves majority of the time. But it doesn't look right to walk Christ-like with an irked mind. God is showing me that the job I've given you is not your provider, even though I thank God for the job every day. But he's letting me know the money is not what's taking care of you, Quenisha. Neither is the car getting you around. I'm the one. Now you asked for me and I felt your heart and your heart is fixed with your asking and I'm doing what you asked me to do. You asked me to fill you up. Do you know what I filled you up with? Me. You know who you overflowing with? Me. So many things were set up from the enemy to happen to you. You know why it didn't happen? Me. What can I not do? I don't want your focus on you, Quenisha. I got you. I got your son. You know that. God is showing me what to ask, what not to ask, how to feel, how not to feel, what to want, what not to want. God want me to be comfortable with just having him do everything. And Job had to tell me, don't keep looking at the testimony of me when I didn't have. I want you to look at who I always had because God never left even though everything else did. And look at the result to that. I gained much more. The outcome was better than before. So how much more do you think God has in store for you? Because you gave him access to allow those things to go away. You could have held on to those things. It's free will. It's your decision. No, I don't want you to touch my money. No, I'm going to stay on my job, God. I I can do it some other way. It's your decision. But you chose to let those things go. And I realized I wasn't really helping in a way how God created me to. And now I can really help because there's nothing distracting me because I have him and you at the forefront of my mind now. 
There's nothing else there to distract me. He took everything away that was a distraction to me. No matter how many missionary trips I have been on, how many souls and neighborhoods I have been on, and highways and byways I have been on, at the end of the day, who am I to you? I know how you releasing me to them, but who am I to you? God took me into this mansion. He drew me into a deep sleep. And I have always been able to interpret it every dream he has given me. Just like Joseph Cat. And I'm in this big mansion that's the size of like every nation in one. It's like one nation combined. And that's the size of this mansion. And every time we go in a different door, different room in the mansion, it becomes more royal. And more royal and more royal. Glory upon glory. And I was there with like 23 others. And we looked like we were tourists. Like we're touring the mansion. But we are actually citizens of the mansion. But it was just so breathtaking and life-changing to be a part of something so rich. The world could not even phantom God's wealth. <laughs> I'm telling you. Any palace here cannot even phantom a palace. Especially the one I just left out of. And every door we went in, our appearance and our apparel changed. I had this gown. And every time I go to another room, it's a different gown, a more royal looking gown. I'm like, oh. it went from, I don't, I like this one, God. Oh, this one is nice. The gloves that go with this gown, is, this gown is nice. I have another one for you. Let me just wait this for like, because he, he kept changing it so fast. Not even five, in five minutes. I'm like, let me at least look at the whole thing. I have something else. Go through the next door. And we all went through the next door. And we all was like, whoa. It was a bright yellow gown. It was so beautiful and with these white gloves then all of a sudden I went through the door the guy had given me a gold gown I don't mean the color gold I mean gold the substance gold uh, he made a gown out of gold and it wasn't thick like metal it was oh my goodness I was like I'm wearing gold I have something else for you what what's better than this <laughs> come on and the gentleman that was opening the door, that time I said, let me just thank this gentleman for keep opening the door until we go through a different door. And everybody went through the door and I stopped. I said, hold on, Jesus, is that you? And I got very close and I whispered, Jesus, is that you? And he smiled. He said, shh, don't tell the others. This is my disguise. And all he was doing was just opening the door. Why God lead us into different, you know, places in the palace. And it became more royal and more royal. Everything, the food, the carpet, the furniture, the ceiling became more royal and more royal. And Jesus was the one opening the door as if he was like an escort, an assistant. And I was like, hold on. Let me just think of this person keep opening the door for us. Hey, hold up. Jesus, is that you? Yeah. Don't tell nobody else. I'm in a disguise. And I said, disguise? That's your disguise? Dingy clothes and four missing teeth on the left side? 
that's how it looks to you. But I'm in a full description of a disguise to them. It's just that your eyes can see much more now. What appear to be hidden is exposed unto you much more now. You don't have to look. It's there. You noticed. Yeah, how can I not? But the way how they see me is not the way you see me. And I was like, I'm not going to tell them. I went through the door like, hold up. His eyes, so bright. His pupils, so big and bright. His hair, straight, shoulder length with a deep curl at the end. Had a part in the middle of his head. Very straight. And his nose, his mustache wasn't even, you know, a lot like thick. It wasn't thick at all. Cheekbones, face, so amazing. I was like, I just kept saying, you are so handsome. And he was blushing, thank you. I was like, wow. That's your disguise? That's not even a disguise. I can see, I noticed it was you. No, you just can see more than you ever could before. Things that are hidden, that's your anointing. It's clearly seen unto you. And I had to give up wondering. I had to give up like wandering. <laughs> I had to give up the way how I thought my life should be. And I had to really give up thinking that I am who I just put myself lower than I was supposed to. Nothing wrong with humility. Nothing wrong with my confidence. It's just that when people come at me and say how special I am, I release it back unto all of you because I don't want anyone to think that they're not. When it comes to me reading the word and reading about those who have made great change and changed up history for generations, I see myself right here in this generation making forth the change just like they did. It's like now you're it. Quenisha, you're it. And not just me, but I'm talking about me and my walk. God say, do you know how special you are? And don't think people don't notice your difference. Everyone who came in contact with you know that there's a difference to you. It stands out. It's different. No one has ever seen anybody and heard anybody like you. Even the encounters they heard you have, they have never heard such a thing before. And I didn't like hearing things like that. Because it made me feel like I'm just standing here by myself. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> like, who else? And God said, mm -mm 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 -mm. just enjoy being you. They're eating in the kingdom right now at the table. Sometimes it's one long table and everybody there sit and eat. And trust me, it's not like Christ is 
weighed down one end. He's everywhere with everyone. Same as our Father and Holy Spirit. I realize I am just like you. We are heroes. We are heroes. We have dominion over every living thing, but not every living one, because we all have been given dominion. Adam lived in a garden of Eden with wild beasts that he named the lions, tigers, hippopotamus, any animal you can think of. And you got to think about Noah's testimony. He had every animal come in sets of twos. You understand? Did they attack him? Did they bite him? Because they knew his dominion. So what's going on today? Before I get off here, let me give you a dream. God had me to have. I had a lion and a tiger as a pet. And what I mean, it wasn't a pet. It was actually a responsibility. And they were very playful and they were loving on me. This full-grown male lion and this full-grown female tiger. And I put them both in two different cages. And I left them there. And to check up on them to see how they're doing, I would stick my hand in. And if they don't touch me, they're doing good. So I stuck my hand in the lion's cage and his paws went straight at my hand. And he made sure that every nail was touching my skin very hard. And I tried to snatch my hand out and he wouldn't let me. And the lion said, I can let you go if I want to. I know you have dominion over me. I know you are in charge of me. But I'm making a decision to not follow after you. Because you abandoned me. You left me. You didn't feed me. You only fed me a leg of an animal. I could eat a whole animal. I'm five hours past due of what you normally feed me, which is baby food to a wild beast. You stop talking to me, communicating with me. You stop fellowshipping with me. You stop playing with me. You left me in this cage. This cage is too small for me to even roam around. Then I looked in when he let my hand go. I looked in there. He went to the opposite side of the cage and he looked at me with pain in his eyes and anger at the same time. I'm disappointed in you. I don't look at you the same anymore. You don't love me. You left me. And the, the tiger got out her cage. And I'm like, what are you doing out the cage? I feel the same way he does. And she was more aggressive than him. He knew he could get out that cage. But he knew that I wouldn't want him to. And he respected my authority by not doing that. Because animals know their strength. They have a brain too.
It's amazing how we the only ones who have a voice to talk and animals are living and they don't. Because we have what we say and they don't have what they say. They have what we say over them. Mm, I gotta get off. Jesus. Jesus Christ. You understand? You understand? And I mean this. I mean this for real. And you know what? You know what? That tiger starts smelling me. She started with my feet, going to my legs, and worked her way all the way up to smell. And their mechanism is very strong in the sense of smell. And she wanted to smell if I was afraid. And panic was kicking in because she got out of her cage and she was smelling me with anger. Like, let me smell fear. Let me smell fear on you. And what happened was she, um, began to just roam around the room and I had some people to assist me came in and we closed the door I went to a worship service and the dream was pretty much that we are not just called to win souls to God we are called to dominate this entire planet as a creation being a child of God there's no way whether should be out of control when we have authority over weather. There's no way I can hear a meteorologist say, here comes a tornado and I plan for it with fear instead of casting that down, casting down that prediction. You understand? Knowing our authority and not just exercising our authority and praise and worship with dance and song. Because God will rather have us to sit behind the four walls of our home alone until we get it than to go out there and not have it and release what we really don't have. That's the purpose of the Israelites becoming slaves to the Egyptians because they was afraid of them. They were afraid. They were dominating, they were populating. That's one of the main reasons why they started the Atlantic slave trade. They are populating in Africa. They are living like kings and queens. So they had to study, had extra eyes over there to study. What do they not have that we can capture them with? They don't have firearms. They just have spears and sparrows and other handmade weapons. They don't have no bullets. They don't have no, you understand, gunfire. We could capture them with that. They don't have no chains either. They're free over there. They don't have no chains. They in tribes as kings and queens. We could use the chains and the guns to gain them. Now, what do they not have so we can use people over there to help us capture them? They don't have this. They don't have that. We're going to use that to bribe them. Say they happen to the Hebrewites, which are the Israelites. They're populating too much. They can take us out. Kill the boys. 
And when they begin to still work for them, they say, you know what? We have to keep them fragile. We have to keep them weak. Let's feed them, but not too much. Let's give them enough of them to live. And let's beat on them so they can continue to be afraid. Because if they become unafraid, they can take us out. So we have to keep whipping them and keep giving them manual labor and keep starving them. So they can become fragile and afraid. Imagine that relief crossing in the midst of that sea and God departed the waters like that. After all those years of knowing your ancestors and ancestors being enslaved in such a way and God come through just like that. And nothing they could do about it but watch. Yeah, you beat us. Yeah, we were starving and starving. Now we're free. And that's how we feel when we get out of that bed we made up in hell. We're free. No more anger. No more bitter. I'm free. No more of deception. I'm free. No more living a life that you had for me, Satan. Because it wasn't even a life living. Not even a life worth having. Not even a life, period. It was death. Free. Being sad and now free. Being bound and now free. Angered, bitter, and now free. Afraid and panicking, but now free. Disturbed, anxious, with anxiety, but free. Depressed, distressed, now free. In despair, now free. Felt alone, but never forsaken. I'm free. What I've been through, you've been through first for me. So I choose you because you so love me. Free. You understand? Free. So amazing. I was asked to speak in my home church. And somehow it just, you know, it kept getting changed because things happen. So much powerful things are going on. And I say, when God moves, He moves. We have to learn how to submit to things that are not in our control. Don't ever look at anything as a disturbance, as a lot. It don't matter if on a job it could be that someone don't want you to have that position or make that increase. Or someone may not even want you to move in their house. They may want their house instead. It doesn't even matter whatever kind of scenario I can give you right now. You get what point I'm trying to make. We have to know that God is in control no matter what. Let's stop feeling distressed and feeling unease when it comes to things like that. God got it. He already knew it. We just find it out. I just thank God for using me how he's using me. And how he's using you.
It took me a while to say, you know what? I'm okay with preaching your gospel. I'm okay with it. No, it's not a nine to five. No, it doesn't come with, you understand, full year. You understand? Major. You don't major in preaching. And you go to a Bible college, yes, you can. And it become more sharp, but you don't major in what you called to do. Because you already been called. Can't nobody else call you and I. And those animals that were abandoned and feeling upset were real life animals here. We're created to enjoy. Having dominion over every living thing. There's something wrong with a lot of the pictures that I see. Because they're not a vision that God has created for us to be a part of. There's no no boat ride that can take us out. No plane crash. No collision on the street. No bullet that's flying randomly. No fire can take us out. No form of weather can take us out. No scientific method can take us out. We have to really settle. No man can take my life It doesn't matter if you're in a hospital and your body is saying you're dying and every report going along with that body and every body part that you and I can have. The moment we say, you know what? No man can take our life. Nothing could take our life and really fight the good fight of faith only Hallelujah. So receive these words of wisdom. I had to really, guys, today is the day for me to really say, you know what, God, you got it with me preaching. I can't say this preaching thing. You got it. Whatever you want to do with my life regarding, go ahead. It's this way because how you want it. Okay. I had to really settle with whatever you want, you can do for me. And if when you want to do it, that's when you do it for me. I had to really get out of his way and stop saying, you know, anything else. (laughs) Imagine Job. He had to really settle with that. Okay, let me just submit and leave it there with him. Let me just stay submitted. Let me stay submitted. Because a lot of us are saying what's happening bad and saying things that are contrary to us believing what we believe. But guess what? That's God showing us what to do about it. So I just thank God for being alert regarding it.
I'm so grateful. So grateful. Hallelujah. No man, no nothing could take your life or my life unless we lay our lives down. You survive, I survive every incident because we refuse to lay our life down. We know we're here to fulfill. A woman put her hand in that animal's cage. And they were my animals. It's like I was responsible for them. And she put her hand in the cage. I said, no, don't do that. Because they're angry. I got to figure out what to do with them. They have grown angry. Let them be for a while. They still respected me, but they were angry. Like, we want you to know we are angry. And what happened was she, um, what happened was she, ooh, Oh, God. She came back and put her hand there anyway. And she came back with four fingers. It bit half of her middle finger off. And she stood up and said, it may bit my finger, but it did not take my life because I have purpose. And I'm aware I'm predestined with purpose. It can never take my life. It can never take nothing away from me because I am going to fulfill. It don't matter if I have four fingers or not. I'm still here breathing and I shall to fulfill my assignment. That animal could have killed me, but because I didn't lay my life down, it could not even touch me. I'm trying to tell you. I'm a living witness. A trigger went back right in the middle of my head and it didn't go off because I have purpose. I asked for God as a kid. So there goes the covering of his protection. No bullet can come through this shit. Oh, uh, oh God. No bullet can come through your shield. No bullet can come through your shield. No bullet can come through your shield. In a time of trouble, I shall hide thee. In a time of trouble, I shall hide thee. Nothing by any means can harm you. I will, I am, and only I can do who I am to you. Anything else is beneath you. Because it's beneath me and you are in my image and in my likeness. And I put you above myself because I said I put my word above myself. And you all are a living word regarding how I have written you. I know the thoughts and plans. So take no thought for your life. Take no thought for your family. Take no thought for your mortgage. Take no thought for your rent. Take no thought for your well-being. Take no thought for what you put on. Take no thought for what you're going to eat again tonight. Take no thought in a sense to panic. Take no thought thinking that that's going to provide for you. That your money provide for you. That you provide for you. That your spouse provide for you. That your family provide for you. That that check provide for you. No, I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm the one who fight for you. Now thank me for how I release things unto you. 
but ask me, is this what I want to do? And don't just say, this is what I'm going to do. Well, you need to ask me, is this what I want for you? Stop saying I want and you didn't even ask. You wouldn't know if you didn't ask what I want for you. Hallelujah. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. I love you all so, so, so much. Thank God for you.